Hi, my name is Melanie. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Acoma Health. Um, we are focused on improving access to mental health care for Africans. Um, we spoke about many things today, including mental health care for mental health care in general, our own uh, mental health and experiences, particularly as it relates to traumas such as NSARS, um, un- unfortunately two years ago, um, and many other events that exist around us. Um, um, we hope you enjoy this episode. Are you into Bebo? I actually do want to travel around Nigeria. It's just a trick. Oh, to go. What's up, what's up? I had a question. The teacher said, is it time for questions? <laughs> Can't you wait? This is the podcast for you. I mean, just a sidebar to questions. Nobody's getting saved by the fact that you're not getting some. Act of being an adult, grown up city. <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. I said what I said. The Unsolicited Opinions podcast starts now. Who was prepared for this? Hello, boys and girls. Hello, everybody. Hello, all. How are you all doing? Uh, what did you do this weekend? Nothing. The bounce is not in a good mood. Um, I was. What did I do? I don't know. I didn't do much. Yeah. I just I remember that you're supposed to come out with us, but you didn't come. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird time. Mm. Like I have a lot of pressure from work, and also like just this week, like this year, last year, and obviously during NSAS, it's just it's like a, it's a strange. And you know, your phone keeps reminding you. Of like this time two years ago, and I'm like, if you don't mind, <laughs> we remember what mm. happened, and um, it's fine if you just keep the reminder. So yeah, very strange, strange period. We know? have a guest today. Do you want to introduce yourself, yes, ma'am? Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Melanie. Um, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Acoma Health, um, which is a mental health company focused on improving access to um therapy for Africans. Awesome. Cool. She sounds a lot more serious. I met her in the club. <laughs> <laughs> also, that you guys know. I met her at W Bar. Shout out to KJ. <laughs> Shout out to Doc. You guys, my table was popping this weekend. I was not, not there. Like on her table. No, I, was I wasn't there. there. But I ensured wow. that when they got there, they asked for FK's table. Shout out to KJ. The my table. table. When I booked it, he messaged me. I was like, your table? I said, my table. It was a great table. Thank yeah. you. Yes, thank thank, you. thank you very much. So, you know, yeah. my table, all of you that are hating on me, my table is alive and as well. And you know, you can't come. So, okay. <laughs> you can't you sit with us. You didn't believe in me when... I proposed the yeah. table. So and now when, here we, we are. when we got there, like we first we were in the car for like five minutes. So Dimitri was like, okay, so we'll come out in case they give us a laugh because FK is clearly not here. I was like, no, I'm sure we'll be fine. So if I go like march there, he was like, FK's table. <laughs> like, oh, you're FK. <laughs> he was like, mm. <laughs> but it was a good time. We had a good time on Friday. Yeah. Um, I feel like I did something on Saturday, but I can't remember. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of eating involved, Sha. I'm glad that I could facilitate, you know, the rocks. There's a lot of eating involved. That's very, this is who I want to be. Like, I want to be the person people call to say, oh, you know what, going I said, no, 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 my table is, is there for you. So, you know, pay, and I remember when the they table. were like, oh, the minimums. I said, minimums. Spend, <laughs> please, please. We don't discuss such things. Don't worry. I said, don't worry about it. Whatever your minimum is, they'll spend it. Don't worry. I don't have to worry. Yeah, so we had a good time. So he was like, are you sure? I said, I'm not talking about it. I said, this is my table. Anything you want to put there as minimum, they will spend it. Don't worry. Thames was in the club. Go on. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sad was. I missed that. Yes. She was there. I love Looking Thames. very cool. Yeah. Yeah. How cool Always. people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice place. Always. Yeah. Also, Hotbox is opening next week. Really? Yeah. 
So now I'm going to have two tables. Yes. I'm so, <laughs> that's just the moral story. I'm so pleased about my life situation <laughs> right now. I'm going to have two tables and like... And you have to warm them up before December. So you're yeah, best secured. Yeah, I have to like, to make sure like yeah. people are going, yeah. I am going, just checking in. Yeah. And I feel like I'll like, book the table and then pop in to say hi <laughs> you, know, you know when you yes. see people walking around like yeah. they're in oh, the establishment yeah. I hope everyone is okay yeah. oh gosh that's really weird not you, not, not you moonlighting as a as a, as, a, as an owner yeah that was you know a black t-shirt just walk around hope everybody yeah. KJ was, KJ was marching up and down yeah. in his white t-shirts frowning I thought that was him <laughs> I, I thought that was him that's, that's, what, they, just that's what they around. do there's a way you walk yeah. around that like people are aware that yeah they won't come in are you guys okay Tell him, Baba, I'm not getting money. I'm not the one you ask this question. And that's how I'm going to walk in around my table yeah. just to ensure that everybody knows that this is my table. Yeah, Thank like you. Lady of the Manor. Yeah, that kind of vibe. I can see yeah. it. Anyway. But the DJ is very good. Yeah. Until he's a bit tired. You can't tell, Sha. But the DJ. <laughs> but also, like, you know, like when it's like an acceptable time to leave. Yeah. What like day? what time? The like lights three-ish. switched on. <laughs> <laughs> the lights switched on. But to be fair, W closes early, like yeah. In in that, in the sense that you can go out yes. afterwards. afterwards. But you know the important part: you go and eat first. <laughs> yeah, yes. diner. You go to Jay's, and then you, and then you step out because, out like, days. several times I've been to W and then gone out yeah. again. They went out. I yeah. tapped out. That's like because it's not. It's not. But you don't go out to four thirty. You're like, okay, I've gone out. Like, yeah. there's no. Shame will not allow you to like go anywhere. <laughs> but three, you still feel like ah, you know, you can still give them one or two. Uh-huh. Mm. So that's yeah. it. But yeah, well, Melanie is here today because we want to talk about how most of us are a little bit nuts. Trauma. <laughs> we want to talk. Trauma. Especially trauma, because yeah. when this comes out is the 19th. 19th, yeah. And of course, we had like a massive collective trauma on, on the, the 20th, 20th of October, where we watched ago. people like get shot at. We watched people get killed. We watched the government try to lie to us mm-hmm. that none of this happened. You know, some of us, like me now, who was involved on the back end, it was, I can't even, so, you know, we had a call center and literally for like 30 minutes, people were just calling, just screaming. There was like, they're calling from Lekki and just like, you could just hear people screaming mm-hmm. and screaming. And like, what do you, do you know what I mean? What do you do on the other mm-hmm, side? And mm-hmm. these are people, none of us are trained to, to be on like this kind of call center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we were expecting was people calling, you know, we need food, we need, but obviously as the... Day progressed. As the, the day progressed, morning. it just it just got worse and worse. Like people yeah. were calling, like, "Have you seen the videos? The tankers are on the way." And I was like, "I've seen the videos. I don't know what." You... So everybody's trying. You're trying to call people who are there who are like, "See, we're not leaving." Just wow, complete yeah. and utter mayhem. And then obviously earlier in the day, they had called a curfew mm-hmm. at like twelve for like four o'clock. So the whole of Lagos was just Confused. in utter disarray. And so. Yeah, so we had that trauma and just like all the gaslighting post that time. And you kind of look, you know, this time last year and now again, when people start talking about the memorial, this and that, one starts to think back that like, you know, I think we, it was a moment in time we did something. But then also when you look at the country now, you're almost just like, yeah, so just, I think being a young Nigerian is um, very traumatic and I think trauma is a word that people think is overused but when you think about just how much of your life is not in your control regardless of whether you follow the rules or you do the right thing or like how much of the social contract is broken so for instance I kept watching tons of videos yesterday about like flooding in different states yeah and it is insane to me 
that the government is legit acting like nothing is happening. Like there are people who are completely displaced. Yeah. They have nowhere to go. They barely made it out alive. Like they, so when people talk about flooding, I think they think of it almost like, because I, I live in Lagos and a lot of the flooding sounds like, ah, uh, you know, when it floods, like lucky flooding. Yeah. So maybe like your car. Like half of, and your, it goes tire, half of your tire. Yeah. But like I was watching a video yesterday and I don't know where in Delta it was or where in Bielsa it was that like the gates. So these are like two or three story houses. And then you could see, you know, like the way the kind of gates Nigerians like that have all these swivels and curves yeah. at the top. So you just see, like it took me a while to realize like, oh shit, that's the top of the gates that I'm looking at. And the house I'm looking at, I'm looking at like, like maybe 10 meters and then you yeah. see the roof. Yeah. But nobody and nobody is saying anything. Yeah. And you just, it's just, there's just a, like a lack, a complete lack of care. Yeah. And then we're raised slightly like in the wild. We don't, we don't know how to manage emotions. The thing is, I don't know if you saw the video. So yesterday, I, the only, the one that made me really like, there was one, like, I don't know what, I think it's like BBC or something. But anyway, a girl with short hair, she was in a Kano and she went to interview a woman in her house. And the yeah, only way they could, I saw this it, one. The only way she could, they could enter her house was, was inside the Kano. Yeah. And I was like, hold on. Yeah. Like you could, like the Kano on her head, this was the, the top of, <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's the door. Mm. Yeah. Like the water is, is oh, like, yes. yay. And you know, they passed the church and this, like the signboard of the church was at the bottom of, like was, the water and the signboard. And I was like, wait, yeah. these are windows. Like yes. the door is gone. Yeah. You can't even see the door Completely. anymore. And uh, just, and so you, because when you're flooding, flooding, you think, okay, until you realize that, no, you don't get, the water is at the, like at the top of the window level. Mm-hmm. And these people are swimming. And, you know, she was saying how she built a house with her husband and it's just, yeah. it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, people are her stuck as well. So people as individuals or like as communities are collectively trying to get out. But, Let's say they're like, oh, I'm trying to get from no, sorry, Delta real quick. to Rivers. The one I was trying to say was, did you then see the video of the people doing shisha inside the flood? <laughs> I actually didn't see that. No, one. but that's okay. But you know that's the so thing. This about is what I wanted Nigeria. to point out. This is like, this is actually. I said we are in a trance. <laughs> I keep saying it. This is actually the Nigerian like story because ask me why we'll be we'll have a disaster, a natural disaster. Next thing, me, you, and Dola, and all of us here, Jay and Tolani, <laughs> will just will get a high table. Who put shisha on top? Then also sit down inside the water. <laughs> no, but I think and be like, like and like play, and play, play music and just be like jamming and just, yeah, just kind of looking like um. Uh, no, but I know yeah. I think so a lot of Nigerian Nigerian humor is like a deep trauma response it's because dark. you can't, you can't think like you you can't think logically. So even when like really really and I've noticed this like on a personal level on a family level when I'm on the verge of actually having like a breakdown, like if I think about this thing a lot, I'm, I start, I find myself actively cracking jokes and downplaying what is going that's on. That's when I'm I funny. Can't, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's actually a thing. Um, and by the way, I'll completely uh, let it be known. I'm not a psychologist mm-hmm. at all. I'm more of a mental health ad- advocate and I run the business of psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, this is actually something that we've talked about a lot with our psychologists around what they call habituation. And I don't know if you've heard of the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a... Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm yeah, allowed to. Yeah, I read it. You're okay. to like, <laughs> I read it to like halfway. And I just thought, actually, I don't like the way you're talking to me. Yeah. Fuck off. I was like, first of all, who are, fuck off, yeah. who are you? The book was rude. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But it's just to say that that book and what the term of habitu- habituation speaks to is really the fact that 
the more you get used to seeing something traumatic things, the less you react to it. Mm -hmm. And so for us, you know, how I how I see that, for example, I remember when I was like interning at Goldman Mm -hmm. back in the day and like, you know, us African kids, we come so relaxed, like chaos is happening in the markets and we're just like, you know. We've seen worse. And then you see like other people just like freaking out. And like, I I actually was personally told that I was too relaxed to be on the trading floor back in that day. I'm like, if only you know where I'm coming from, from, I actually cannot scream because of work. And so so it's just to say that like, um, when it comes to that humor response, it's something I see a lot of people do that a lot. But it's just, it's the way we coped collectively. What was it um, recently when... Oh, God forgive me, but when the queen died that day. God, <laughs> see, a lot like, I was like, the list to hellfire. <laughs> just, and the, you couldn't not laugh. No, I felt it bad. Was so... Because I actually said, uh, maybe, you know, she saw her latest electricity bill. She was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Honestly, I'm it out. was so... I'm not paying this money. <laughs> it, was, it was too funny. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It was, it, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, but then I think it's just like a pretty regular thing because we don't learn to like control yeah. or regulate emotions. But then it also means in our own case, we adapt very, 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 very fast. Yeah. So really horrible. I think maybe happen. too fast. Yeah. So things happen like on top of other things yeah. happening. But to cope, you can't like stay in. So I remember when I was talking to my, my paternal grandmother has two surviving children, but she had five. Oh, wow. I was talking about grief and I don't think she lost any child as like a baby. So teenage adulthood. And she said, no, she said it's in Yoruba. That no, you know, it's you not. don't really think of these things. If not, you won't. She not said in Yoruba that you, you just realize you're naked in the market and you don't know where you are. Mm. Because it is too, she was explaining you're how vulnerable. it is just, it's too much. It's too much. And she was like, nobody will help you because if you tell somebody that I'm so sad because my child has died, they too will tell you my child has died. So Nigeria is not like a soft place where trauma is uncommon. Like people have things like just Like literally we've made like a comic of like breakfast, (laughs) which is is actually deep heartbreak (laughs) for a lot of people. And we're just like, no, No, let me tell you how terrible we are. Because when, when, when Nigerians go abroad, let's say we go to uni or we go to work or whatever, the first thing that confounds us is how compassionate people are <laughs> when they're like oh someone's dog died so they're yeah. taking leave you see Nigerians be like hey, <laughs> let me find all the dog. problems I can take and they'll say my mother <laughs> died in the morning and my office people were telling me oh so sorry okay but um, you have to you have to log in <laughs> like we don't have a normal no. reaction to to, to like disaster to anything. Yeah. And, and it's like but honestly it's like big yeah big disasters like you know, the country will break your heart in, or violate you in like a crazy way. And you say, oh, okay. I'm just, you know what? I'm not going to focus on this thing because I actually lose my mind. So do you know what? Let me just laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, I, just, I remember like or when drink, they said smoke. the national drug grid collapsed oh, again. Oh. Yeah. And everyone was like, um, maybe you start taking eye on top. Because, <laughs> and I just thought, are we aware that this is like a serious yeah, this issue? Is a serious issue, yeah. No, yeah. And all our responses are just like the ASU strike. Look at the, when it, ASU went, like has come off, called off the strike. Look at the banter. And yeah. I'm just thinking, oh my God, the yeah. funniest guys, thing people I, are be out of school for like The funniest thing months. I saw was someone saying, her worst nightmare 
now is that she's going to go back to school with content creators. <laughs> and, and that she's going to have the worst day of her life. And that's the day somebody's going to do rate your outfit and give her three out of ten. No, no, no. This is not what I signed up for. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because I think, you know, all of this completes to the th- the part about the government not understanding. And to be honest, the government is like closed for business until the election yeah. <laughs> at this point. But in terms of the government not understanding and some of the things you mentioned about the intergenerational mm-hmm. kind of emotional gap um, is so real. <laughs> and that's actually part of the many problems that we found when we started speaking to people before we really focused on building this business. Mm. Um, one thing you guys mentioned on a podcast, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, someone who was planning their wedding and stuff with parents, which I can definitely attest to. (laughs) But like, there's so many just things around our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, things that they went through Mm -hmm. and really decide to harden themselves as a result of their trauma. Oh my gosh, a friend of mine was saying, can you imagine her telling her dad who like, lived through and fought during the Biafra war that she's depressed yeah she, the man yeah, he's just kind of looking the like man, she said I want to tell her dad <laughs> that serious? you know she's very depressed he was like okay so what's going happen like what's going on <laughs> and you know she, when she finished telling all her stories he was like do you know I ate lizards <laughs> for three months <laughs> oh god and then I used my hands to bury my mother and my sister so when you tell me that your problem is oh they broke up with you so first of all you know man Mm. so he first he she was already in trouble she just realized that okay so I shouldn't have opened up <laughs> because first of all I'm in trouble he said, and I know what you are not busy because if you are busy and she was just like because her her, her father just couldn't come he hadn't dealt with all that stuff so for him it's just like this can never be important to yeah. me not because he doesn't care about her happiness but he just doesn't know how to start like even helping her through that stuff because for him it's just there's all this other yeah. like crazy stuff he has just had to shrug off because yeah. there's no yeah. there's no there's there's the feeling that there's no time yeah. or okay even if you want to take time to think about how you are feeling or to press how you are feeling the idea is almost like to what end so yeah I saw someone kind of implying that today that okay October twentieth is coming and everyone's been talking about like what happened post you know NSARS and the protests and young people dying and young people being super disillusioned with the country but he kind of feels like we have all these feelings towards end. Yeah. Do, do you see, do you understand I what I'm trying to say? I completely agree. And um, it is interesting. Someone said this to me at business school. We were on a trip and um, as business schoolers do. And do you guys learn? Because let me not lie, every day trips, you guys have gone somewhere, you've gone somewhere, you've gone to interview somebody and I'm like, yeah. um, excuse me. Honest. My best friend went to business school. Today, it's she's all in experiences they are collecting. Tomorrow, she's yeah. in Cancun. I said, it's okay, really Cancun nice. is what... So let's be fair, I did not pay a dime. But every time I said, so this is what I was using our money to do. Cancun. <laughs> no, business school is amazing. Definitely recommend um, outside of Nigeria. Um, <laughs> no, but um, I was just to say that someone said something about like the different types of lover that exist. And I hadn't heard of this thing before. But essentially, one of them is like an anxious lover. One of them is avoidant. And um, they said how a lot of Nigerians are very avoidant. And it's really interesting because I feel like the general vibe and like even when you listen to our music it's all about you know outside of the money and the other stuff it's all like you know I'm chill no problems like I cannot be bothered like you know it's our way of coping yeah mm. um and I think coping is okay it's just the a problem of how how that affects you and your relationships going forward mm. and so when it comes to like our parents generation they've just become hard they didn't yeah. it's not that they weren't depressed they just didn't have the language for it and so they pardoned themselves we've also talked about um 
distance between parents and children, fathers and sons, and mm. all these different ways that cause other people to grow up damaged and these intergenerational, you know, emotional traumas that mm. exist. And so essentially, you know, my main thing is that I really do believe that therapy is important for, you know, a lot of people that have experienced these kind of traumas. If you're not able to self-regulate yourself, as you mentioned, um, but also learning to cope, um, learning healthy habits to kind of short circuit your natural. What kind of healthy habits? Because for me, okay, like talking about October 20th, sometimes I feel like PTSD is is a big word. Yeah. But like. And maybe I'm not diagnosed or anything, but sometimes that's how it feels. You know, did, did, like last year, it did go closer and we were like, I was like hyperventilating because I'm mm, just like, oh my. Like a panic attack. This, you know, we're here again. Yeah. And not even just we're here again, but it's just, you know, all of that happened and you just think, and what did they, what did mm, they do what, with it? Yeah, what came of it? Do you know I mean? It's you know, like, I think, not that we, I think, you know, we did a good thing, part of that, but just, the government, we have all of that. Just everything after, it's almost like, I mean, we're seeing it with the flood. They don't care about anybody's lives. No. But, you know, it's just like that moment in time, they learn absolutely nothing from yeah. it. And so the problem, one of the things is that we experienced that day, all of us together, mm-hmm. really. And the thing is, not everyone can afford to go to therapy. We're mm-hmm. always telling people to go to therapy mm-hmm. here, but... Even me, I stopped, even after I started, I stopped going to therapy because I was like, oh my, there's plenty to discuss yeah. and this thing is costing a lot. How much I'd were you rather, paying? No. I was paying 50k per session at that we're place. We're much, huh? much cheaper. I'm glad. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll discuss. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. It was fantastic. But I was like, I'd rather put all this money inside a plane ticket and see how that can help me. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll come back. But yeah, so it was expensive. And then I actually, that was my third try at therapy the first two um therapists I tried the first one first of all like was on like an anti vibe <laughs> like deeply inappropriate for a, for a professional oh one of those. in the sense that they're like oh my you know my young cousin my this and I was just like um sis <laughs> if you don't mind and you know like therapists would say oh I won't tell you what to do no no she was like ah don't do that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, sure, yeah, sure. And I was just like, um, sis, this is, she's like, you know, yeah, like a daughter's man. Like, I'm, first of all, I'm definitely not. <laughs> the second one, I feel like she, she was, it was a bit too clinical. And then the third one, we kind of got there. But the point is, it was very expensive to, to like maintain. maintain. Mm-hmm. And I don't earn badly. So I was just like, um, uh, Imagine, yeah. you know, how it would be. So when you said healthy habits around how you can regulate what yourself, like? what does yeah. that actually look like for everybody? Yeah. Um, okay. To, multiple things, but even addressing that first point around like the therapeutic experience, um, it's really sad, actually, because we hear this a lot around people having bad experiences in therapy. Um, and actually, the majority of people in our millennial age range are actually finding their therapists on social media, mm. which yeah. means that more often than not, these people are not qualified to be giving therapy. Because oh. um, they're posting lovely Instagram, yeah. like, you know, also, coachable. Like, there's some things that they'll say and I'm like, you are high when you <laughs> this is not therapy. But for real. This is this is ganja inspired, <laughs> you know, <laughs> advice. Like this cannot be 
a healthy thing. You know, they always start with, I read somewhere, you dirty like I didn't read anything. <laughs> they read on another Instagram yes. post. Well, like, I was looking at one of my favorite, like, social media therapists. And who actually has in her bio that she's not qualified. Oh, and God. Yet, oh, really? But she does coaching, mm-hmm. which is different from Life coaching. therapy. Yeah, it is. It is different. Yeah. But still, it, you're it's, still dealing with people's edge. emotions. It's the and the thing is, like, almost every week, she's like, you know, I learned that. And then there's like 10 slides of like, mm. and I'm like, this babe, you're learning so She's much. She's learning and practicing. I just say, babe, yeah, every week, <laughs> every week, only you, only you, you've led your worth, your peace. Oh, you're God. only you every week, every And I'm just like, this, this is a lot. Not I even know. for you. This, this is tough. Yeah. So I, and the thing is, a lot of people do find, but you find good ones as well, but mm. there's, there's a lot of just stuff on the internet. Yeah, for sure. So how do you like? Yeah. So, yeah, so essentially what uh, what we've done and we spent a lot of time thinking about this process because it's actually really important that when you are dealing with someone's vulnerability that you really manage them. Right. You really want to make sure they're taken care of. And so we've made sure that we've had at least um, psychology level. So as opposed to even coaches, therapists, uh, psychology, um, psychologists are the next stage up before a psychiatrist. Um, and so we're dealing with them. We've made sure they have the right qualifications. We've interviewed them. We've done case studies to test them in different scenarios um, because we don't want that kind of situation where they're stepping across essentially this boundary of what they're actually paid to do. Um, but actually to answer your question around um, healthy coping mechanisms, um, there's so many. Um, it's from, it's the things we all know but we actually don't prioritize doing is things like making sure you're getting good enough sleep. How many people in Lagos are getting good enough sleep for the no amount of light. traffic that they deal with? Honey, or no, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, with no the, the, the lovely buzz of the gen. Do you know what I mean? I <laughs> mean, the gen that is buzzing, no mosquito. Is it not better? <laughs> is it not I better? Know. I'm not sure about sleep. Hi guys. Have you heard about how quick and easy it is to set up a Flutterwave store online? Flutterwave Store is the most convenient way for you to sell your products online as a business owner without creating a website or having to know how to code. It is available to all Flutterwave merchants in over 10 countries. And what is even better, it is completely free to set up so you have no excuse. You can also accept a range of payment methods from your customers globally and securely. Try it now. Visit flutterwave.com forward slash store to set up your online store and start selling to millions, millions of customers of customers and making money. I don't think anyone in Lagos knows no. about sleep. No, I'm not sure. I can't remember the last time I slept, like I set out to sleep well and I, I did. I feel like there's a lot of worry and anxiety that oh with my sleep my sleep I haven't there's ah when last did I like let's say I go to bed at ten and I'm like let me sleep till seven no there'll be a break somewhere yeah yeah and when I wake up it's not just oh let me go go to the bathroom as I'm going I'm like wow so still poor that's nice <laughs> so just you know and then I'm come back and I'm like I have to do this and I haven't yeah. done this and yeah and then there's lying down in bed for an hour trying to force myself between counting sheep. I'm trying to pretend that I'm not overthinking something yeah. else. I can't remember the last time I had or just like, like going really to bed sleep. with like positive thoughts or whatever. <laughs> and I start telling myself, hey, would you please? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very tired. Okay. Yeah. It's stopping me. Or like, I find that I'm, I fall asleep. Yeah. You know, I get yes. into bed and then maybe I'm on my phone. I fall asleep. Like, I can't remember the last time I was like, okay, so let me just like peacefully 
enter his yeah. room. So I fall into sleep and my alarm jars me. Oh no! Awake, like I'm never just like, oh wow, look at the morning. Oh, no. or, or when I'm very rested, I wake up anxious. Really? Yes, because something must There's be wrong. Many things going on. Yeah, like I, I wake up, like you know, there was a day, and it was funny, but it wasn't funny. There was a day I slept. I left my room door open. So my mom's, so the maid in the house like kind of knocked on the door. And she said the way I jumped, she said I jumped and I was just like, what? What's that? What's that? <laughs> because I just felt like this piece that I had woken up with was not, Can I <laughs> was just not say, appropriate. This is just reminding me of us becoming, I, don't, I can't speak of your mothers, mm-hmm. but my mother. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that vibe when they've come home from work and they're just, everything is, just they're, just like, wrong. they're looking for like, yeah. what, you know, they wrong. just see you like lying down on the couch and they're like, so what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Just there's like a, there's, 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 there's a on edge. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that yes. might be where it starts from, you know, yeah. like as children, when you see your mom, like always just, I don't know, doing. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, so my mom, is days ago, this woman came home on Friday evening. Should be the weekend. Grumpy. <laughs> First of all, the way she was pressing the bell. I said, when I opened the door. <laughs> so the next day, I said, I'm sorry, please excuse me. What was your problem yesterday? She said, I don't even know. I was just tired. Aww. And yeah, then you just... guys took more than a minute to open the door. So I was, I was on the edge. You it's know, just, I was just, it's just like good communication from my mother. Yeah. That's really good or communication. Or like, I wake up sometimes and I, I can't hear my alarm. So I'm like, oh shit, what time is it? Mm-hmm. And then even if it's earlier, I'm like, what's happening? Like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. What's going on? You know, and then you start looking. They're just stuff. Yeah, so just, yeah. Than, you said good sleep. Yeah, and so it's intentionally it's intentionality around that sleep too. So like you know, um, funny enough, my fiance before we uh, ended up together, he had really bad sleep, and he had America sleep coach, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> she um, said sleep. She's in Nigeria, and she said sleep, sleep coach. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was good. It's like all these things about just making sure that you're preparing your mind for sleep. So like whether it's like some meditation, taking time away from your phone. You know, taking you don't need is it blue light? All those kind of things you shouldn't yeah. have in front of you. Also, the wise one. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I used worse, to sleep with um, like white noise or whatever. Yeah, that's that good. was actually not bad. That was yeah. quite helpful. And I also had it. So I find that whenever I enter the car, I fall asleep. You can buy like a car vibrator oh. and like put it under your mattress. I don't that understand. So it ju- it shakes the, the bed from time to time as okay, as so if you like it's a very light no bottles. It's not a you know you know that this thing is from a Nigerian version. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're just on the express. It's just it's a light shimmy. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah not in, in yeah, not in Lagos. Yeah, these are roads in London in America. Abroad, abroad, abroad. So lights just. You know, light yeah. turnings here and there. And obviously that's not close to home. But, <laughs> but it's like, it's a pro. So there's, you know, I do the people fall asleep in the car and there's something about like, I looked into it. It's like kinetic movement, da, 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 da. Mm. Anyway, the thing spoils because the plug sparked the oh, surge of Nepal. So anyway, Lagos what happens. was the point? You know, Nigeria I just thought, happens. Look at Nigeria happening to my sleep. Do you get to my sleep kidney again? Oh, oh wow. imagine me listening to white noise, then they take lights. Oh, God. Now the noises. Hey, should we change it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And I'm just thinking in terms of peace. I know. <laughs> or my brother coming home at like five. And I'm like, why are you, you have a key now? Like, <laughs> why are you calling me? <laughs> oh, I forgot. 
I so I can't call it be. You know, so these are just yeah. the treacherous mm. things. I know but sleep is a really big thing. It's actually a yeah. really big thing. And most, yeah, we can get further into that. But another one is um, healthy eating. No, thanks. Yeah, I'm going to skip <laughs> right past. eating. Mm. No, because for real, I don't know. Did you guys cook or do you have a cook or how does that I work? I cook. Yeah. Do you know what she's putting in your food? No, yeah. Mr. G is good with Mr. G, yeah. I know what he's putting in my food. Not that it's healthy, but I'm aware of it. <laughs> You're aware of it. <laughs> yeah. So you can acknowledge. Where. Yeah, yeah, we buy it. We buy the stuff. So it's like, I know what is in, yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much that. But it's not that it's healthy. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But there are ways to just like... Um, well, don't be one of those incorporated into I know. There are just ways change, to incorporate. Like, like, you know what I mean? Go away to I mean, I mean, you can eat rice. You just have to not eat the whole plate. So yeah. what's the you know point? What I mean? <laughs> what's the point? Imagine after suffering in traffic, you get home and you see burger wait. I'm going to fight It doesn't somebody. have the same... There is burger wheat at home. It just, do you get <laughs> Like, imagine going to a party and I them know. sharing party quinoa. It doesn't, it's not, it just, the vibes no, but honestly, are not you know there. what? Like, there are days. There are days. days. There are days, but like. And even if you try consistently, like, there's legit a difference in yeah. your mood, in your, yeah. like, the way your body you feels. Feel yeah, yeah, you feel yeah. lighter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, our, a lot of our food is even heavy. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm. I was even where we cook it, just even if the food wanted to help us. Because a lot of it is vegetables. Cooked. By the time you, yeah. dr- you drench it in palm oil, you yeah, fry, fry, the... fry, fry, fry. But then you say there's the first boil, second fry. Okay, what's the point? Yeah. Where are we going with this? But also, so much of how we feel about the world is based on how much we feel about ourselves. Mm. And so, like, how I think about it, and like, don't get me wrong, I'm saying this, but I'm not. I'm not an angel Mm. when it comes to my eating, especially when I'm stressed. But I notice notice what I crave is different when I'm stressed versus when I'm actually more at peace. Mm. Um, And if I don't feel good in myself because I haven't been eating right consistently, that really does affect like how I show up in the world, Mm. you know. Um, And so that's where I try to have some intentionality, especially since, you know, we're young. I see some of my older friends are telling me to stretch every day. I'm like, I don't want to be like you. (laughs) (laughs) No offense if you're stretching. stretching. (laughs) But like, and on that point, there's, you know, exercise, physical exercise. We talked about it before Mm -hmm. I came in. Um, Like I literally had a crazy weekend and um, working out today, I've been smiling like nonstop. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like working out this morning. um, And I think that, that again ties to something else, which is setting goals for yourself, like new goals for yourself, challenging yourself in different ways. Leave Nigeria. (laughs) Goal one. No, (laughs) like there's so many, there's so many things like um, for me, um, my, one of my many things I wanted out of business school was to continually try new things, Mm. um, be it try a new language, um, sorry, learn a new language, learn a new sport or activity. Um, I started playing like football, like soccer football Mm. with the boys. Um, and it was like a good way for me to like challenge myself in a way that allowed for vulnerability in a different way um, than typical. Um, and then once you achieve it, you're like, wow, I'm actually a rock star. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but there's, the endorphins that come with feeling like you've achieved something, which is why I add every little thing to my to-do list. Yeah. Like, yeah, just so you drive can to take podcast it studio. <laughs> No, I'm being yeah. serious. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I feel that. like I've achieved, I mean, not achieve everything during the day, but I yeah, feel like I've achieved a level of, yeah. Some things and then it encouraged me to keep yeah keep at it. So here's an issue I have with like new goals and achieving things. So it's like, okay, eat healthy. And I'm like looking at like the things causing me stress. And I'm looking at like the salad. 
I'm just like, let I hear me you. not lie. I There's like you. 10 stress to one endorphin. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, cake. Even if I do kickboxing, unless I do from yeah, from now, unless I fight <laughs> like Muhammad Ali, <laughs> let me not lie. It cannot beat up the what is going on. Yeah. Mm. And like cake has so many endorphins. Cake has many endorphins. Mm. So it's just sometimes the I'm like all term. these little like small things. Sure, the short term gain is is great, but you're looking. I'm like this is a mammoth. Like if you live in Nigeria, there are like like mammoth things. There are big things that are doing you. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, is it quinoa? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've slept. I've woken up now. Good. Yeah. There's traffic. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I just feel like, oh, um, yeah. Like if I'm poor now. <laughs> Okay, I've exercised. I've trekked up and down. What again? Do, do you know what I mean? And you're yeah, just like, what yeah. is So sometimes I'm just like, so or if we even come back to where we started talking about trauma, if you look at what happened on 20th of October, how many salad is going to help I know. me get over the fact that the government was killing us? No. Do you know what I mean? No, it's it's just, not, and it's not, to be honest, it's never going to, yeah. um, mm. to be real. Um, but it's really a whole thing of where this all comes to is like making sure that your mind is in a healthy place to be able to challenge the next day. Mm. And so you cannot change your circumstances, but you can at least change how you handle them. Right. Mm. And so I think that, and, and I hate to be, to say this because I I really, I'm not this, uh, I'm not like a dietitian. I'm not like a food advocate, but at the same time, essentially, you know, sugar itself is like a drug. Yeah. Um, and it's, I would say that's a similar argument when it comes to, you know, many people that suffer addictions in many mm-hmm. other ways. Um, and there's a way that I 100%, like there's so many things, whether it's from sex addiction to actual substance abuse um, that makes people um, feel better in the short term. But then you deal with the grief afterwards of, I failed myself again. Or, you know, other repercussions of multiple women or men that you're having to deal with that causes further stress. And so the reason I say those are healthy coping mechanisms is generally because the outcome of it is positive right? um, as opposed to something that may actually lead you further down a spiraling stairway. I want to talk about how like um, uh, the trust, there's like a gap in trust in our society just in general. Yeah. So on larger scale, considering like what this, um, the dates, the dates that's approaching so there's like government, a gap, a trust gap between government and the people. But it also filters into like family, friendships, yeah. like the way we organize, the way we think about life, the way we approach business, the way we do things, particularly as Nigerians, but it's not something that we really think about. So I find that we are not optimistic people. No. We are not trusting, we're not believing. We don't, um, so we don't trust on a large social level. Mm-hmm. So it's, the, I mean, that also leads into other things that are debates for social scientists about, mm-hmm. you know, paying taxes, you know, being part of a community group, caring about your street so you don't dig yeah. a borehole because someone can't dig a borehole type of thing. But then also it means that societally, like, you don't trust people, really. You just don't believe mm-hmm. that people are good people. So it means that have a little thoughts. things are I don't know stuff that shouldn't be happening keeps on happening but it's like a self-repeating yeah. cycle so there is this attitude of well they are Nigerians or we are Nigerians so there is a way you run your business there's a way you approach relationships and now it's considered normal but I think that's a big factor in the way we behave 100%. and then you see that move into the way Nigerians treat foreign partners 
this idea that their own vulnerability or kindness is something to be taken advantage of. They are mumu, use them for passports, treat them badly. When you both girls who spend money on you, so just tell them you love them, whether or not it's true. When you both men are slow. But the thing is that that thing comes from the fact that like Nigeria just has a very big trust. Our society is not run on trust it's normally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just about government things. It now means that the way we behave is just... So even like, it's very interesting. I, I'm currently like, I'm not, not uninterested in the elections that are coming. I'm very, very interested in elections that are coming. But there's a level of vim I don't have. Yeah. But I also see it in just the approach we have to newcomers in the arena. And it's not just on a presidential level. Like someone you see, see succeed in private, right? Even though the current is so abhorrent, Terrible. our trust gap is so huge. No, yeah. like that we're just like, okay, person, so what do you want to come out? Yeah. 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 Already a liar. Is, okay, you want to come and out and have your own. Yeah. You are a liar even, and a thief. Honestly, I even saw this when, um, I see this from a lot of, you know, in dating as well. Like when guys the would ghetto. be like, do you know what I mean? Um, and like, I don't even want to go down this hole. But yeah. But basically, it's just to say oh, that like people... Are, she's the only one that is engaged to do. My <laughs> she, she doesn't want to follow us. We're in the hole. We're in the hole. Oh my dear. So you don't, you don't have anywhere to go down. Boring. Oh, but it's just to say like the way people are always like prepared for disappointment. The worst yes, case no. scenario. Yeah. Yes. And like, do you know that's actually sad? Like, you know... Okay, but well, let me actually... <laughs> If you don't prepare for it, and then it jammed you. <laughs> so to what end? Do you just remember? There's a friend of mine, a really good friend. In fact, one of my best friends in the world. Her favorite thing is, I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> I hope you know what you're doing. Because I will laugh at you. That was, that was your wish. I will tell you the story. But I will laugh at you. And her new thing. What well, you? You can't be crying now. Just know what you're doing. Know what you're doing. <laughs> and to be fair, she's yeah. not lying. Because when things are going well, yeah, you, you're pleasantly what surprised. They're not expecting it. Yeah. It's true. Like, yeah, just this like, is nice. Oh, okay, this yeah. is interesting. This is interesting. You're, you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop because it, you've seen too much. I know exactly what you mean. And when the shoe drops, you say, ah, uh-huh, I said hey, yeah. it was coming. <laughs> but you know yeah. what it is? If the, I, you know, the more you actually think something's going to hum, the more it's going to happen. More I'll like hum, it's going to happen. Because <laughs> I haven't been thinking about it hard enough. Trust me. <laughs> I was going to say something that could land me in jail. Trust me. <laughs> I've manifested nothing. Let me just tell you. I've been that you're manifest- a billionaire, but you came from. Don't Trust worry about me. That. <laughs> I've been manifesting plenty. <laughs> okay. So, no, I know what you mean. You can't like live in expectation of bad, but the truth is that. But you know the thing? It's not just the manifestation though. It's yeah. the fact that when you're thinking towards something, you don't know when you're working. When you act, yeah. you start to act like in that. In the context as well. of like trust and distrust, I don't come, I don't approach the podcast thinking. FK is trying to screw me over because she's trying to build a platform by herself. So when we come on the podcast, you know, when she was crack a joke, I must crack a joke too. Exactly. So when she, what's she wearing? Is she wearing pink? I wear breast pink. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? I know but what you mean. It's the same. So if you don't trust your parents, there's a way you behave. There's a way you behave. Yeah. Even though you're saying you're just protecting yourself. And if you don't trust your partner, there's a way, there's there's a a way, way you behave. behave. You keep the door And you kind open. of, yeah. your distrust creates like a separate problem. Yeah. yeah. That now leads to the end of the relationship. relationship. But like, it's, it's a different problem because yeah, yeah, yeah. now you don't. Yeah. 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 So there's all these funny things. But you see it even in just normal interactions with Nigerians. Yeah. Everyone just thinks the- they are trying to <laughs> one of them. Because usually they, they are. are. They are. Yeah. They are. And like, so it's so interesting because I actually spent, um, I went to Dakar in um, Senegal 
And it was so interesting to me because the, as soon as I arrived, I needed to charge my phone. The guy gave me his charger and was like, I'll come back and get it in three days. And like all these things that I just hadn't experienced. <laughs> yeah, I've been to in Dakar. Lagos. They are so relaxed. Yeah. That I just think, what the hell is but, this? Yeah, it's so slow, actually. But <laughs> <My> God, <laughs> yeah, I was out and I was like, bro, you guys, you need to pick up. I pace. know. <laughs> yeah, this reminds me but, of That's like, they're the same that's way. That's like in, Ghana. The same way in yeah. Republic. You know, all our they're neighbors just, just relaxed. Yeah, they're I'm very relaxed. Like, they're very trusting, very relaxed. And I'm just thinking, ah. yeah. But it's just to say that like it was it was heartwarming. But I also recognize that Lagos or I can't speak of all of Nigeria, mm. but at least Lagos is not the communal society that everyone likes to think it is mm. in the sense that, you know, you ha- you do have your your maybe grandma, your cousin, all these kind of communal kind of things that maybe it's more communal than the West. But I'm actually not always so sure. Let me know, like even with your grandma, by yeah. the time they said her sister is a witch in God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but normally they true. normally they are. Yeah. Everybody has an auntie whose house they cannot eat in. Yeah. So what is the community <laughs> inside? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Fair. there's always an auntie whose house, like we all know that she's obviously bad vibes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't eat. And the thing is she's still around. Yeah. But we're all kind of like watching her or like there's Walking always on people on your dad's side that are terrible mm-hmm. people. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But your dad's side always has just terrible people. And so you're just like Okay, but the community that we're fostering, mm. unless your family is functional, which a lot of Nigerian families are deeply dysfunctional. But function is, function is not luck. No. And we don't have the tools yeah. to, have, to yeah. make it normal. So in, in retrospect, when you get older and you start hearing some of the stories of this massive thing that auntie or uncle did, because you are maybe like more enlightened or you have more tools, you're like, this didn't have to, to, this go this to be this thing, yeah. Because maybe, like, it's like it's an older sister, younger. Like, you see the dynamic play out differently, and you're like, no, she she's not jealous. It's just that your culture doesn't allow older and younger siblings interacting a certain yeah. way. So you don't see it for what it is as just regular sibling rivalry, and you've blown this thing yeah. out of proportion. Or it was legit, like maybe your dad is the older sibling, and he was actually trying to bully his younger brother yeah. or use his position to kind of get something that was kind yeah. of unfair, and now. That uncle is now on stubborn good that nobody can talk <laughs> yeah. to because and is now isolated and too. Yeah, because they can't talk to anyone and no one can talk to no them. No one can talk to them, or it's just like when it boils down, this thing is actually about like. So there was a story I was reading on Reddit about this woman who does who didn't know what to do, um, who didn't know what to do because her her mom left her and her brother their a house, but her brother was not doing as well as she was, and decided to move into their mom's house. Now, the plan originally was to um, sell... Wait, they, they moved into the mom's house and so she's... Me and you, me and you is she living in a separate place? She lives in a separate place and pays okay. rent. Mm. Um, but okay, now he it's, moved it's to five, the house, they left them. Yes, now it's five years later. He's clearly back on his feet, but there seems to be no move towards leaving uh. the house. Now, the thing is, it is now fundamentally unfair because he's living rent-free in his mom's house, but is saving on rent, is able to make better plans for his own children in terms of... Like, and she wants her, to sell. her idea was like, it was, this was supposed to be able to go into our children's joint trust funds or nest eggs. We were supposed to be able to do different things. But now, I'm going to be the bad guy if I'm like, okay, bros, um, why Let's are you still house. in mommy's house? Like, you need to... Because she's just like, it's small things like he has started doing renovations and she's just Yeah, like, he's not trying to go anywhere. You're not trying to go. So, but th- th- that dynamic, that requires like very healthy, delicate, because he's, he's younger, she's older and he's younger and he's always been the baby. Yeah. He's always been let 
they've always allowed him to do what he wants. Yeah. He was closer to mom. So it's just all these other yeah, all these like small yeah. things that it's going to become like but a in whole dynamic, drama. But dynamic like there's stuff like that as yeah. well where you see like there's one uncle that maybe got something extra yeah. because your grandparents just thought he needed more help than everyone else. But your yeah. parents are kind of you know, your they're own parents are, they're, they're a little bit salty yeah. like okay. And this is this is part of what uh, I mentioned earlier about being avoidant. When you have all these kind of dynamics, an uh, older sibling that literally you cannot speak to that has pissed you off <laughs> mm-hmm. or like something like that, of course you'll be avoidant. Do you know what I mean? There's certain things you just have to learn to pick your battles. But it really just speaking back to that point of trust though. Um, actually, my therapist has just said something to me about this the other week mm-hmm. about how, you know, surrounding yourself with people that you actually don't trust can actually lead to a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Because you're always thinking about each of those situations and really what is um, what could possibly happen that you don't expect. Yeah. Um, and there's a way that you always have to be so switched on. Your mind is wandering, you know, there's all these different things. Um, and that sh- shouldn't, you shouldn't have to deal with that. And it's just to say yeah. that, like, you know, recognizing that that's not normal can also help you filter and be more intentional about the people you surround yourself with. This episode of the I Said What I Said podcast is brought to you by Star Adler. Star Adler is a refreshing blend of Star Lager beer and natural fruit juice flavors. It contains only 2% alcohol. And so it's a go-between for people who want a little bit more excitement than just, you know, regular schmegla beer. Star Adler is available in two flavors, citrus, which they came in and I love, a blend of orange and lemon fruits and red fruits, a blend of citrus with strawberry and cranberry fruits. Uh, Michael Jackson is a fan of that. They are available in 45CL bottles and a new sexy 33CL sleek can. All right, guys, back to the episode. I'm not saying cut your parents off. Are you like, sure? <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I'm you not saying My mother steals from me. And you're also <laughs> suggesting people should stop dating because, like, these are the relevant scenarios. <laughs> but it's just, it's just to say that, like, um, you know, you know, a lot of people in this country are coming from a very bad place. Yeah, we're not okay. Bad. See, we're not we, okay. we have a very low trusting. So like last week, two weeks ago, I've been doing a lot of like inventory, blah, blah, blah. And I realized that, you know, people would tell me that, you know, I would go and see, I don't know, I went to see another lady who mm. has a factory and she was, you know, we finished her tour and everything. And she sat down and she said to me, my mom was there and one of her friends was also there, Wally, who was there. Yeah, God knows what she was doing, but anyway, he was present. <laughs> so we were all there. She said to me, "You know the thing. I know this sounds somehow, but like as a young woman who's doing this kind of thing, you can't be so nice." Oh no, you can't. She was like, "I'm sorry to say, yeah, yeah. that is better. It's better you are you are, you are perceived to be cool a bit on bitch, yeah. yeah, because he was like, she was just like, watch, you see, yeah. And I mean, there's so many times that people have come to my site and asked me." Where's as in where's yoga? Mm-hmm. And I just point to a random person that I employ <laughs> and say they should go and ask them. So when they now come back, they're always like, Oh, and I'm always like, hey, yeah, yeah, sorry. But what I found is that looking over the thing, there are so many people that have like before this exercise of like accountability and like inventory tried to cheat me. Of course. Who I like was dealing with as though oh a professional, blah, blah, blah. And now I don't enjoy it, but I'm being forced to like act in the way that with, Actually, you know, on that on the to, assumption to act of like bad a mad face. person, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's not just to them, or 
to like other people coming in so that you're aware that this is not how no, you, you can be. But I also hate it. But you know, yeah. it's, not, it's not the assumption of, so that's the thing, it's the language. It's not that you're moving like a mad person. You're functioning under the assumption of bad faith. I have yeah. to, so it's because not, it's, it's not, bad faith. Yeah, so it's not you moving mad. It's that based on prior experience, I've seen that people within this yeah. industry don't treat you yeah. with yeah. respect or with yeah. kindness. Like, so I have to go out of my way to put in place, like, it's like, it's like, I have a friend who works at a big international company. It's not part of her role, but she works in, uh, shit, risk and something. The first, she's the first person they get any new deals. And you know her thing, they have, have the first, the reason why they send it to her first. They just noticed us as a Nigerian. She spots all the potential places fraud can happen. <laughs> can yeah. you, she's just so distrusting of anything that they send it to her and they're like, what is the potential? And she just says, that her, like, that Nigerian thing, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. why, did we, why did we leave this phrase like this? This leaves it open to interpretation like this. Yeah. Interpretation like this. If we do this like this, that means they'll be able to. If you're, if you're not specific, they'll pack everything. Yeah. She, like, she legit, <laughs> but it's just that thing. Um, and a lot of them, it's not like a little game in the office. Like, let's see how many, like, team is able to, like, pick out. Yeah. Wow. Just because that's where she's, she's functioning under the assumption of bad faith. Sometimes I listen, I, I listen to this podcast called Red Collar. And it's all about white collar criminals mm. who out of like when they feel cornered not end up like committing a murder or a bigger crime. And I start listening to this story and the Nigerian in me is just like, he said he, he can do what? No, no, no. With no proof of concept. <laughs> yes. Impossible. But you realize that because the society fundamentally runs on trust, yeah. it is, it takes a lot for there to be the assumption that there's a fraud going on, or yeah, or you just know yeah. who you said. Or you know who you said. Whereas you imagine are. somebody just approaching me, or they have a business. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the problem is now I find myself having to act on bad faith because otherwise you just like yeah they they will take you for idiot. As in this just normal. This is not even so deep as oh what I'm saying. Even in like the markets, if you look like a daft person. They'll yeah. charge you higher. You could no, not They know you don't know the price. Not even just a daft person. You have a plus four four yeah. number. <laughs> yeah, they know you don't know the price number. It's like driving a Jeep to the market. They just know that. Okay, this one is not serious. Yeah, yeah that's no, just everybody does that. Just Whenever it. I ask anybody for price quotes and all this, that, the other, I just know. I'm sure even once you start speaking, they're just like, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, she even has a friend accent. A friend of mine is trying to do something. So she was like, oh, she'll call the guy. I said, I know you're, but once he hears your accent, he's going to cheat you. I'm I'll do it for you. you. Yeah. She said, once yeah. he hears your name and your accent, <laughs> blah, no, it, I have... a fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's actually really funny because from myself navigating Lagos, I definitely, obviously, I, I think I can, I know how to switch. They know sometimes, I don't know what it is that they can tell that I understand what's happening. Yeah. But there's a point to which they're like, oh, wait a second. So for me, funny enough, I mean, and let me just figure out if I can tell this story. <laughs> like, so basically one time my driver was, he drove down a one way by accident. Mm-hmm. The police just flashed their lights from nowhere. Um, and I just was like, you know, that moment where you feel like something might just yeah. go down. Mm. Um, but the police came to me and I was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. You know, the typical thing. I came from a wedding. My phone has been stolen. I didn't know how the directions. Please can yeah. you direct us. And he was like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. You go this way. You go right, all this different stuff. There's no way he would have done that if I was like, you know, if he felt like I was from yeah. here, he would have just given me trouble. Um, and I feel like there's times where it kind of works in your favor and there's times that it obviously doesn't. Mm. 
But there are many times when, you know, essentially, I and the thing is in Lagos as well, I actually speak Yoruba as well. And so there's ways, different ways to navigate and like to make it feel like I'm not, I can't be cheated. And I've actually been, I've been grateful that I haven't been cheated today. But. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's one of those things that honestly, and, it, and the truth is that what I've also seen is when you don't act in bad faith, guess what? They cheat you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just normal. Like it's just completely normal. Yeah. I mean, a small example is how I never tell my mom how much I bought anything in the market. No. I yeah. don't bother. Because she shouts and I'm like, you see, I don't have the energy. Yeah, she's had you. That last 200 naira, I don't have the energy to fight <laughs> yeah. it. Let me not lie. I'm always just like, God, yeah. I beg. Collect, take it. Let's go. Yeah. But yeah, I think, that's, sorry. I was just going to say at the end of the day, like um, when I, even when I think about these things, sometimes to your exact point, like, okay, I saved 200 naira. 200 naira is still very much something. 200 naira means more to them than it probably yeah, is to me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so at the end of the day, I'm just like, what's how much stress? And in terms of healthy coping mechanisms, like how much stress am I saving mm. by not by avoiding this like thing that actually doesn't need to be a thing? Yeah. Mm. Um, Sometimes I'm like, you have to let this one yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Depending on the amount and and the level of audacity. Mm. <laughs> if it's a low level of audacity, I'm saying, if it's a high level of audacity, even if it's 100 naira, me and you would die. So it's just, it's just one of those things, but it, it extends all the way because yeah. at the same time, so if you take it to the highest level, we don't trust the government, no. but we also don't have the energy to hold them accountable. Yeah. You know, or the energy or the, or the resources Excuse or me, the we capacity. Don't have the resources. Yeah. yeah. But can I actually just say on a positive note, how beautiful of a thing. I know, I hate, uh, how it ended and I know that's what we're talking about here but I also don't want us to lose sight of how beautiful it was to see so many Nigerian youth come together to really just yeah, push it was forward incredible. an agenda like, um, from different ethnic groups and we always say ethnic groups is our biggest problem classes. right social class it was education. everything ethnic groups social yeah. class religion. religion gender there was gender there was nothing people that hit each other like that will abuse each other online. I was seeing them like in our <laughs> groups, like, okay, so are you doing this? Yeah. And the truth is, we, we like so much was organized in that period of time, like in random ways that I was like, oh my, that was so the first impressive. time I was like, this country can actually function. You see, if like, we were ready, this country could function because it was like, this, this is everyone who in this like small, you know, in this small area in life, we all agree. Yeah. yeah but that, this, I think, I think like, we all agree what, that this is rubbish. That's also what made the. That's it heartache even worse I think that's what it was so I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and I'm talking about how I said I don't need Nigeria to be at 90% capacity give me 50 yeah I don't you know like some people are going far like like, what what like what like negative like yeah like and so the 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 disappointment is very very tragic like I remember at one point thinking like like around that time, I've never, I'm a very emotional person, but I don't think anything had like upset me like that before in terms of like what my hope was and what my expectations yeah, were yeah. and how, because it didn't feel like we had gone back. I feel like we had gone even further. No, it was yeah. completely yeah. devastating. It was very, very devastating. And it kind of took a lot to, and it's still taking a lot to, to figure out if any, any attempts at, doing better or being better is worth it. Worth and I don't it. mean even in terms of like, oh, you know, you know, you keep the fire burning. You know, the people yeah. always speak big English. <laughs> keep the fire burning. Protest ahead. Aluta continue. For me, it's not even that. It's even just figuring out if doing the right thing or advocating for better, even in like small ways, is actually worth yeah. anything. Yeah. 
I think that's that's a thing for me. So even like you're trying to do business here and you feel like a mug trying to do the right thing. I want to register my business properly. I want to pay the right taxes. Then you realize that like the it's it's almost like it's designed to the punish system you is for designed being, to punish you for, for yeah. not taking doing the, the right. Like it's not it's not it's not person centric. Yeah. The one thinking of so you know like sometimes I'll see like multiple taxation like taxes that you are being asked to pay, and I'm like there is no way you are thinking about the individual building the business as opposed to just seeing this alleged endless stream of income. Like if yeah. you are thinking like okay, Vikram is building a factory. If you're like okay. What kind of person, what are the resources required given the country we live in? Not an imaginary country. If you are a leader and you're like, oh, Niger- this is how Nigeria is. If somebody wants to build a factory here, what are all things they have to consider? Lights, water, um, cost of building materials. You don't pay, like, payment schemes and schedules. Like, you, not, you can't collect that much money from any, anyone given what you know about how the country works or what does it take to get a NAFTAC number? What does it take to register yeah. your business? If you are actually thinking of human beings, you will show. operate yeah. this way. Yeah. So when it's like, oh, Nigerians are like cutting corners and Nigerians are being cool and Nigerians are being mean. There's some of the things that are just like outright wicked. But there's sometimes people are just, it's 100% self-preservation in that if I do this, this business is going to fail in less than a year. Yeah. And that's what, even if it's five, my, my current company is not big. There's six of us, full-time staff. But those boys like rely on me to take care of themselves. Yeah. So if my business goes down, the, the, like, so what's going to happen it. to them? Yeah. Okay, I me, mean, I'll go and get a job in some, co- but so what's going to happen to them? But sometimes yeah. it really does feel like, why do you give a shit? Yeah. Like, why should I care? Why yeah. don't I just look out for myself? And then you see that happening. So it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy every single time. And it's really hard. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm, I'm not trying to be facetious. So even when you're trying to, to solve that kind of problem, it can't be bulgar with yeah. that's going to like yeah. make me feel like, oh, Nigeria is worth thinking about or doing the right thing because it has long term yeah. big ramifications. It just sometimes really, really feels like you are the fool. Yeah, because yeah. even like, uh, so, you know, in discussions coming up to say like the 20th or whatever, someone was asking me, oh, how do I feel about this? And I said, honestly, I feel like shit because it's just like, it was a devastating thing. That's, you know, there was all this pride and everything. And in one day, collapse. They just, they just collapsed. And for me, like personally, I still know people that were there that were affected. Like people that were shot and all of them. Some of them work for me, you know, based on how else are we going to, are we going to um, kind of move forward with them? And you see it, you see it every day. I'm like, okay, us, we actually, you know, we collectively um, witnessed trauma. I'm like, they were, they were affected physically, yeah. you know, either they were injured or whatever. And, you're just like, ah, this country is a hot mess because it's the same thing happening with the floods now. Do you know that next year is going to come and nothing is going to happen? They're not going to do The floods will come back I around I said they're again. not going to do a damn thing. No, it's only when you realize that, you know, when you want to do sometimes, and this is why with the floods thing, I just couldn't help myself to do so I said something. But up until now, initially when I just realized that, oh, the our own dam was meant to be built 40 years ago. And we didn't do I it. Just I like, just thought to myself. Okay, so. And then also, if you even see, like, someone was like, I saw a video of someone trying to explain in Lockerja, you know, the rivers meet and there's like this. So what she was videoing was there's like this kind of wall thing. And this is the, basically, this is the river. And I'm not any kind of town planning person. Mm. And I thought to myself, in any situation where this river overflows, Omar, this whole side is... <laughs> It's finished. Going under. And I was like, it doesn't actually even take you two minutes to look at it and realize that actually rivers 
So like rivers overflow. Yeah, they yeah. rise the entire and they fall, time. Yeah. And actually, if it happens plus rainy season, we're gonna have a big problem. And I was like, yeah. actually, this is not even like a smart person thing. If you just look at it, <laughs> like if if three of us just stand there and look at it, we'll be like, okay, what kind? And I just thought, oh, like, come on, yeah, like. It's, it's, I, just, it's honestly every man for themselves. Yeah, so, just callous. And so look at it now. This thing has happened. Now, all of a sudden, we're seeing, okay, Red Cross is starting to move in. Yeah. All these, you know, international kidneys are starting to move in. And that is where things are Things are happening now. You know, they're, they're trying to, to displace people. They're trying to. And, you know, it's good, though. But someone mentioned that, actually, what is bad about this is that because all these people are coming to they're help, not going to, they're even less the incentivized. is even like, I should be Red Cross is Yeah, doing it's it. true. Yeah. No problem. And they're like, should be the Red Cross will come next year. Yeah. They, they will come. And so it's just what change is going to be made to the infrastructure so that this thing doesn't happen. Nothing. Yeah, it's the same no, way. Like people, it's the same way some states just stopped. And most of the places this thing is affecting, it's not rich people that live there. No, but that's it's not the gag. powerful people. That's the gag for you, Kevin. That's what made it crazy. Some parts of Delta, if you see the homes, really? I saw one actually. Yes. And that's what made this thing bust my brain. It's legit like VGC flooding. Yeah. Or and still, nothing. And nothing. Because, you know that thing of what people say, we'll touch everybody eventually. Because the it's first few ones that happened now. weren't really... It wasn't yeah. a big area. It wasn't a big area. But now it's that kind of thing where some people are like, and there's still the excuse of, oh, some of these people, these are their village homes. Yeah. It's not the house they live in throughout the year. But still, it's Who like... Cares? So even at that, it's now at the point where our like lackadaisical, terrible attitude from government to people is so destroyed that they don't even have the pretense of doing something. I, yeah. Do you know, at this point, I'll even take you crying. I'll actually take crying you like, on TV doing to be a like, public announcement. I wish I could help. I would take that. I wish I could help. I would take that. Because you know, someone was saying, like, it's also other things. Now you have wires, electrical things inside water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are going to try and pack up there. Like, it was like, think about it. Now you have, like, disease. Like, they're just, yeah. there's diseases, so many yeah. things. You can't be in water yeah. like that yeah. every day, every walking day. around. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I I think going back to some of these points is, is like, to start from, it's actually okay to grieve. Mm. There's so many different things that, we as Nigerians have faced on top of what the world has faced um, in the last few years. Yeah. Um, it's not just like, we're, while we're talking about this specific event, I don't know how many people are still kind of going through the events that happened also due to COVID. Many people are yeah. facing deaths for those reasons and um, many other things that have also happened since. And there are many stages of grief, um, which I, I can't necessarily say I'm the most qualified to speak to. But it's just to say it's okay to go through that process. And the it's a hard process. And there's a lot of emotions that come out of it. And it looks really hard and really daunting to go through those emotions mm. and to cry and to do all of that. Um, and it can be exhausting, but it's okay. And there's something beautiful at the end of it. And so like channeling that disappointment that hurts, that, you know, um, the disappointment that someone that's supposed to be looking after you is just doesn't, doesn't care whatsoever that's something to process and that needs to come out in some way and it's not okay to just get over it or you know fill up that space or do things that make you feel happy short term it's 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 something that needs to be addressed because this is a whole generation of people that we are that are going forward essentially with this mindset and what that means for politics I don't know yet Mm. but there's a way that I'm sure that this will have waves going into the future yeah because the disappointment shows up in other ways so you like it's that thing or because you don't process it well 
you just can't be bothered to try period. Yeah. So nothing concerns Nothing starts moving. Nothing. Like, it's just even on your own. It's just nothing. The bare minimum, like, doesn't interest you. I know know the number of people that were just like, vote ask me. I can't, I was about to say the same thing. Vote ask card for this country. Talking about the election. There's so many people that, (laughs) especially, so I was talking to a group of people that were like, they did different things during as they were involved. And someone was saying that also, oh, are they getting involved in like election, pushing for people to go and collect? So there was even get your register for voters card. Mm-hmm. Now there's actually a separate problem. Collect yeah, your voters card. I saw card. that one too. And so, because actually where it fails is that, okay, the registration battle is won. Many people don't actually, I don't know what the actual percentage is, many people don't actually collect their voters card. And that is where the real rigging starts because yeah. you have this number of people who can vote, who just they didn't go and do it. And so that's why they don't loud when your card is available. You yeah. don't know. You have no idea. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, so is everyone getting involved? And someone just said, look, guys, let me not lie to you. You know, and she was like, even coming up on the 20th, she's like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I don't have anything to give. Hmm. No, she's like, I'm in Nigeria. It's not like I don't give a shit. But like me personally, I'm not doing it again. Like, Anything that I do, the one we did, we suffered now. Like, what do we gain? Yeah. And she was just, and the thing is, you know, people were arguing, but I was just like, actually, you can't blame her. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't. That is also a valid, that's as valid yeah, an argument okay. as, you know, no, but you, because of that, you have to keep going. And she was like, yeah, but to my personal detriment, I'm going to continue being exhausted by this country. Yeah. And then I can't even do anything for myself. Yeah. And it will not, I can't still change it. So she was, and I was like, oh my, this is a valid point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I thought food for thought, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I was even actually going to say, I know a lot of your listeners are also in the diaspora. Um, I myself, funny International. enough. International. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was even, <laughs> even going to say, like for me, my personal experience of where I was at the time of this happening, I was in America. So it was like middle of the day for me when people are sending mm. this Instagram live. I'm actually in a lecture because 2020 online class. Hmm. Um, and that was the same year that at that point, you know, Black Lives Matter just happened. Yeah. Uh, COVID is still in within the yeah. deep of it. Um, and various other things in my personal life. And then to open Instagram to see all this stuff. And my mom is calling me that there's gunshots outside her house. And I'm even getting emotional talking yeah. about it again. But... I'll never forget being so far away from her and in a, in a country that's not my own and the way that it didn't, this thing didn't exist to anyone else around me. Yeah. It's like, see, Nigeria can happen. <laughs> I'm even crying here because of Nigeria. And, um, the way that I, I had really like tried to support something that I felt close to be a Black Lives Matter, the whole George Floyd, mm-hmm. Floyd thing. And then to feel like no one actually cares about us as well, you know? And so I think that there was the collective mourning of like this thing exists in our home. But then there was also this like huge isolating of experience that I think is, you know, we talk a lot about um, a lot of people leaving as well and a lot of the isolation that people face when they leave Nigeria for, you know, better economic circumstances. But we don't also even talk about the isolation that comes a lot with that. And so, you know, there's so many, there's so many versions of what that trauma can look like. Um, 
And it's just to say that like Nigeria's problems goes far go they go far beyond yeah. even those situations, but even just breaking families apart generationally. Um and just how that Yeah. I'll still I will still always say this on the podcast. I have a friend in twenty twenty, him and his siblings, two of them, they all lived here. By January twenty twenty one. Him, his brother, and his sister live, live in three different countries. Wow. His mom is late and his dad is in Nigeria alone. So one's in Canada, one's in the US, and one's in America. Their children have never met. They all have like wow. toddlers, babies. Their kids have never met. That's they know crazy. each other from only like screens yeah. and hearing their voices. They've com- the complete family has not been together for two years. Their dad has not been around all his grandchildren or all his children at the same time for three years. Yeah. And like, you know, he gets his, it's great. Like their dad gets a really healthy allowance from his children. He knows they are all safe where they are. He's happy for them. But there must be something so shit about working your whole life. And then. And because of just the way your country is, you and your children you can't when even you, enjoy it. Tolani sisters, when, when they came last year, it was such a big deal yeah. because they don't live in the same yeah, place anymore. Yeah. And it's not because any of them, when they were small, were saying, oh, you know, My I, want to live to in, I want to live in America when I'm older. That was not a lot of people's plans. But it's just really crazy how... how and then there's the whole thing of like, how much of your, how much do you adapt? Yeah. How much of your culture do you let go of? Do you... And I have a friend who always says that he wants his children to be British and sometimes that will be at the risk of them, be, them being Nigerian yeah. but he knows what it is to be a black Brit and how far he wants them to go and the limitations he doesn't want them to have in, in their mind and so it means he might have to let go of a lot of the quirks of being Nigerian that would have been a good bonding thing for them and he said point blank I may not understand these men when they are older yeah. and I have to be okay with that That's yeah. crazy. and that is insane to me yeah. like, I have to be okay with the fact that like these you boys will be, be completely these boys different will have from me. Nigerian middle names, yeah. a Nigerian last name, and that might be it. Because he, he cannot see the benefit of them keeping one leg, one leg in the UK, one leg in yeah. Nigeria, twenty years from now. How that's going to be? And other than the vague satisfaction of being like, oh, they are, you know, they are, they are well brought up. <laughs> when people will say, ah, you know, they even lived abroad. Yeah. <laughs> other than, he's like, other than that, in terms of like real value, he just yeah. cannot. He cannot see it. He can't see the value. He can't see. The benefits, you know. So he said the best he can do for them is they'll know who Boy is, they'll eat jollof. But when he boils down to it, he wants them to be stuck in this new culture because home doesn't have much for them other than nice food and great arts. But like, you know what's yeah. funny? Um, I've, see, I've experienced this a lot. I think in London, London, spending time in London, you can still find a lot of Nigerian-ness in the London community. Yeah. That you're not, you don't feel that far away. But what I've experienced since I moved to the US is that um, essentially I see a lot of like identity issues from being so distant from people's culture. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so it comes up in various forms. Um, it comes up in such various forms that it's so interesting because those same people that he raises as British may still grow up to then go and be searching for where their identity is. Yeah, because is. that's what happens. You start yeah. to look for, okay, but... I'm clearly not from here. Well, yeah. He's like, isn't that better? So let it be like a project you are doing. So when it's they just, move back, he'll see, reject them. Yes, honestly, because, they, because they have the option. Honestly, it's just deeply unfortunate. And yeah. I think that like, this is, I like, I like anthropology for just one. I think that there is like a massive anthropological like effect of this Japa that's happening mm-hmm. that we have yet to see or understand. Yeah. And I think it's when 
it's when like the, you, everybody's children and next children that you start to understand what is going on because mm. it's cr- like it's insane. Mm-hmm. I just I look at every day. I'm just like, okay, people are. I call my my doctor. Yeah. Mama said he's leaving next week. Yeah. I said, hey, boy, you are my, like, are you aware that you are my doctor? Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm moving to Oxford, love. <laughs> I thought, okay, but you're my, like, you've been my, do- like, you're yeah, my doctor. Yeah. Okay, now I have to find a new doctor. Yeah. I don't get how that makes any sense for all yeah. of us. But he's like, guy, I have small children. Look at what the hell is going on. Yeah. As a doctor, look at what I get paid. And he's like, he's going to be a, oh, shit, I forget the name. Locum? Something like that. Anyway, basically, they like move around. Uh, so they're not, they're like mercenaries. They're like mercenary doctors. Yeah. Where he's not like stationed as a GP, but he gets, but so he earns more money that yeah. way, but he doesn't move up like in career, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's not much prestige, I suppose. But there's cash. But there's cash. And he's <laughs> like, um, uh, is it prestige? What, yeah. No, but then it's also that thing of you can do the cash for five years and they start yeah, looking for prestige. He's yeah, he's like, um, uh, I've done, is it a degree that I don't have? I have master's now. I've yeah. all, do, let me go earn money. And mm. I'm just like, but this is crazy, like, you know, you're my doctor. You've been my doctor for so long. Mm. that I just feel like, okay, so like, you're moving. Yeah. And for me, it's like, when I have like deep pain or whatever, like on a random day, who the hell am I going to call now? Yeah, what's yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah, what's and the numbers for healthcare are actually appalling mm. in terms yeah. of the number of people fleeing this country. Um, you know, I don't remember the exact figures, but there was a certain number of hundreds of nurses and doctors being registered under the NHS in the UK. Yeah, but they're um, inviting them. So yes. it's like fair. Yeah. Yes. It's the way they're inviting pastors now to Canada. <laughs> but it's actually really scary. And like in certain fields, like we're talking about mental health here. Um, there are already only 350 psychiatrists in Nigeria. That's insane. She's not well. She not say well. good psychiatrists. Why not yeah. well. She just says psychiatrists, period. So 350. I'm actually bad. deeply unwell. Yeah. 350. That's insane. And that's for 200 plus million people. Um, most of them being in the cities like mm. Lagos, you know, Abuja. And so by the time you already notice that problem, there are deep fundamental things that need to change. And when it comes to all these insurers, the health insurers, when it comes to the hospitals, they only really work with psychiatrists. So if yeah. there's only, to your point, if there's only 350, by the time you cut for those that are active, those that are actually good, those that are near nearby, none of them actually exist in a single hospital. Yeah. So I know that one of the hospitals even said to me that, you know, they had a mental health emergency. They couldn't get someone for two weeks. That's crazy. They couldn't get a psychiatrist for two weeks. And like, this is why essentially part of the problem we're actually solving because yeah. there's a lot of people that need help um, that really, really need help. That it's not even the stigma of like, oh, what is mental health? Like there are actually people in Nigeria that know they need help, are looking for help and cannot find it. Yeah. Um, and so that's really just what we're trying to plug. On this note, so like you said, you had stages, you know, coach, therapist. What are like the different, just so for people? Yeah. You know, and also, do you assign who people need or like, do you choose? Yeah. If I come to your... So the coaches, um, the coaches are really helpful because they, they, how a coach will describe it is that they take you from where you are and then they help you move forward and how to navigate. Um, whereas a therapist may go, you will say, this is where I am. And a therapist might go back and say, but this is where it comes from so that you can start to understand yourself and understand then how to move forward. Um, A psychologist is then a next stage up. They've actually got like typically at least a master's degree in psychology um, and they're a lot more academic in their thinking. And so they've typically done a lot of their research around, you know, let's just say it's stress. Like what does stress really mean? What are the different arguments about stress? The research that's been done, 
And they're thinking about all these different things to actually put them in practice as opposed to just being a, it's a lot more academic in their approach essentially. Um, And then a psychiatrist, the only difference there is then the fact that they have a medical degree and can prescribe prescribe drugs. drugs. Um, And so the the process in Nigeria, generally speaking, is one, actually in a lot of countries, is that a psychiatrist will typically not be so focused on the empathy and the emotional, but they will really just be thinking, does this person have clinical PTSD, clinical this, that, the other? Do they need drugs? Once they've prescribed, they're not really doing anything in between. Um, the average, I, th- I read somewhere that the uh, average psych- psychiatrist in Nigeria sees people for like five minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so sorry, I don't get. They literally are like. As you see me for five minutes, you now <laughs> determine that I'm not well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like you, for sure, you decrease. Next. Yeah, and so it's actually it. There's a necessary, like it's so necessary to be a lot more holistic in that approach mm-hmm. around really understanding the person. You know, I I think I read somewhere. Actually, yeah, I, I read somewhere that about in America, actually, there was this lady who um, she was in the maternity ward and she kept tapping her head and they prescribed her. The nurses thought she would be crazy, but then they didn't understand she had a weave. Oh, she was itchy. <laughs> oh, my God. But this, this is what I mean by like there's some there's understanding. But then on top, there's cultural understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so what um, and that's something that we're very much um, we prioritize also because any mental health company, I'm sure you may, may have heard of, heard of. They exist in the US, they exist in London, but they don't typically have therapists that can help you that actually can speak to your culture. Yeah. Um, And what that means for me is, you know, my first experience of therapy was in London and um, I got, uh, I was uh, matched with her through my employer and I just was listing all the things I was going through and I wanted help with. And she said, have you thought about going to your family and telling them how they're making you feel? Uh. (laughs) Ah. And you're like, um, Sarah, I beg. <laughs> I was like, I have thought about it actually, but you know, I'm African. It's um, not appropriate. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I remember one time actually, um, I actually told my mom that I felt that an experience I had was quite traumatic. And she said, trauma? <laughs> trauma, what is that? <laughs> I can't remember who said it. Someone in the group said that, oh, like, this is so depressing. I don't know my auntie just goes power up the tongue. I, just, <laughs> I thought, honestly, honestly. Yeah. You know, I was like, if this young man is telling us that he's depressed now, you, you shouted at him that, excuse me, power yeah. up the tongue, that is not depressing. Don't say it's depressing. Yeah. And all of the rest of us are just like, yeah. You didn't even say I'm depressed. Yeah. The comments was, this is depressing. depressing. Yeah. And she just goes, please, power of the tongue. Can't yeah. forget power of the tongue. And I thought, and this society someone must speak life. I just thought, on, and you wonder, why, <laughs> yeah. why nobody's approaching you? Oh, a friend of mine told me how her mom used to beat the hell out of her. Like, her mom, it wasn't discipline. It was just like beating, rage. Like yeah. rage-filled beating. And she told her mom, you know, she worked up the courage to tell her mom that she felt like it made her very... um she confused like the role of authority when she finished all this speech said by the time her mom finished she started oh telling god. the woman sorry oh god the mother said after everything I did to bring you up in the way of the Lord <laughs> do you know the direction you are going in she was like okay well you you would beat me till I was bleeding you know I must said that the lessons learned is what is important and she at a point, she actually started telling her mom because the woman started crying, yeah. carrying on about how in her old age, her children want to turn their back on her. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know what? I loved 
the beating. Yeah. Nothing I loved more than marks all over my body, crying till I had a sore, sore throat, swollen, bleeding. Loved mm. it. Guy, I can never forget one of my friends. This is the funniest thing. Younger brother, he was leaving. We were in her house. We were all sitting, gisting. He was leaving and he goes, peace out. Huh? Her mommy mm. just goes, that your peace will never run out. And I said, I'll see her back. <laughs> <laughs> no. He just goes, oh, peace out. And like he was out. And she just goes, your peace will never run Amen. out. And I thought, <laughs> I, I had to say that. I said, come on. <laughs> this is a lot now. No, yeah. So, yeah. How are these the kinds of people that you want to approach to say that, you know, you be facing mild depression? Please. No. But that, you know what's so funny? I think, you know, on Twitter, when you see people talk about mental health in Nigeria, a lot of people say that's that's for people in the West. You know, yeah. we in Africa, we have such a... You talk to your auntie, you talk to your mom. And I'm so we confused where community. they're talking. I'm so confused actually where this is coming from. And maybe it's outside of Lagos. I'm not quite sure. But it's just to say that even even if it's your best friend, I'm sure there's certain things you know that you don't, you don't trust their advice yeah. on. Because like, you know, you can't talk to everyone about everything. Um, and even when it comes to that parental thing, I also want to address that because I know that that's something that's very true for a lot of people. Um, and it's OK also to grieve that your parents aren't necessarily there for you in ways that you always thought that they should mm. be. You know, you, we grew up and your parents are like these all knowing creatures. And then you grow up to learn that they're maybe not as perfect as you once thought they were. Okay, nobody said you should be perfect. Just say sorry. Mean? Like, yeah, you, just yeah, say like, like, have bro. accountability, you know. <laughs> just say, oh, sorry, to, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's actually okay to grieve that process to understand that, like, this person, we may never have that relationship. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's actually something really sad to deal with, but I think that you just have to get to that it point. Helps. Some, it's better. Yeah, you just have to get to that point. Um, but there are essentially, and funny enough, as I'm listening to a lot of the things you guys have said around, you know, the, the, the way that someone has to, you know, really think about how they approach someone for a yeah. really difficult discussion. And then I'm like, maybe also everyone here is suffering like a very, like some form of anxiety when it comes to these difficult discussions, because, 100%. you know, that's to be functioning in like, uh, like, um, there's a term for it, like functional anxiety, like you're you have anxiety, but you're functioning like a normal person. But it also means that people are more easily triggered. And you know, when you see people oh in traffic gosh. and all these kind of stuff. If like, you've ever worked in a Nigerian office. Yeah. Hey, do you know that? Even English, you have to be careful what you say. Yeah. I'm not joking because they are waiting. You might say somebody, did you understand me? Meaning, meaning, I don't, meaning, do you know that? <laughs> ever since you stepped to this office, because I used to work, I, how- I did an internship at HR in an office. Yo, the things that people didn't want to say which yeah. one would yeah. drag drag themselves to our office, and I was nineteen. Things that people would drag themselves to the office over. <laughs> As I was approaching the queue for the food, she 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 came in my front. No <laughs> respect. The person is triggered from something else. Yeah, that that thing doesn't mean it. Do it's know, not. It's, it's not. There's so many like it deep, is bizarre. I can never forget NYSC. We got in so much trouble based on foreign trade. Trained any small thing anybody does, whether the person is mad or not, is because they went to a foreign school. Yeah, you see, course. I said it. I said it. Oh, you don't have any respect. I'm just like, um, ma, uh, yeah. actually, this person is non-palace. Oh, there are people. Oh, there are people, who would, people in high authority who would like you. They would get a reputation for something. So there was a soldier that didn't like tall, tall boys. Like, since you just started to kneel down. Oh, and I was wow. like, I bet, that was during NYC, I was like, I bet this guy got bullied. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know when somebody, or they say, oh, this person doesn't like yellow. Or like, yeah. you know, yeah. this, this whole thing of, you can't give people things with your left hand. Yeah. <laughs> 
I did like, I did before, the only time I had brief employment, I did an intern. You know how you do all these internships when you're young, where you're like, why, sorry, why am I in this company? <laughs> like, why did my, like, why did my parents organize with their friend for That's me right. to be? Anyway, they said I should pass something to this woman in our office. So, and I just went there and I was holding a file in my right hand. And so I was just like, oh, you know, ma, they said to give you. Um, wow. Uh, they even called my mommy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You yeah. trying to tell the CEO who called my mom that unfortunately that's um, no. So he was laughing because he was just like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> but obviously, he had to take it seriously yeah. because she was like, "You know, this is so disgraceful. Don't you have any home yeah. training?" And my mom was just like, oh, please, "Why are you calling me?" Yeah. Like this is so irritating. But I was like, "Babe." My left hand. Yeah. I don't get it. And she just was like, why couldn't you switch it? I said, yeah, there's, clearly, have, there's yeah. clearly something in my other hand. <laughs> Even and she in the took bank. it to be such a thing of, you know, disrespect. And mm. I just thought, I'm actually not the one. Yeah. But it's because people are like, oh, go and tell her sorry. I said, me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even in the bank the other day, someone said apologize to the teller saying that, oh, sorry, my left hand. And I was like, wow, so this is really still. No, people people oh, yeah. take it or yeah. like greeting. Yeah. Oh, you okay, know how Nigerians get about greeting. greeting. Is a big one. Oh, more, you didn't greet me. Yeah. Oh. It's all these petty Oh, they need to describe people too. She doesn't that one. She doesn't no, that, that one that doesn't <laughs> greet. Yes. Oh yeah. my god, I'm actually so extra when it comes to greeting, but it's because I've I've learned. Oh, yeah, I just you, can't be I didn't say good morning. I said good morning, no. Yeah. It's not even greeting. You know, when you yeah, the funny thing that actually makes me laugh when I'm like I'm back, I'm in Nigeria is when I stop to ask for directions and saying hello is never good enough. No. It has to be good morning. I have to look at the time first too. You know? <laughs> My favorite is well done. Yeah. yeah as well a greeting. Done. I yeah. love well done as yeah. a greeting. Yeah, well done. Because I love just passing somewhere, seeing a group of people and just saying, well done. Like, <laughs> congrats for sitting here. I'm passing now. Yeah. And I don't want you to disturb my passing. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, well done to you. You're out. <laughs> this is Monday. Uh, well done. Well and done. now I'm going to pass and all of us are going to be fine. And they're always so happy. They say, oh, well done. Oh, yeah. thank you. And I'm yeah. just like, they love it. They yeah. love, they love there's it. There's nothing Nigerians love more than a good well done. Yeah. Yeah. They're not doing anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so funny. I this um it's just so funny seeing other non-Nigerians observe how we speak to each other. Yeah. Those are some of the many things. How we add happy or good in front of everything just to greet, mm. just for yeah. the sake of politeness. Like and there's you're not situations sure for me, it's like when you're entering a place and there's a group of people like, like let's say outside. Good afternoon is never appropriate. No. Like for the collective. Mm. It's always well done. Yeah, yeah, well done. Just all well done. Like, oh, well done. And I'm just like, okay, but that what? <laughs> what have we all like? What have we, so, you know, what have we all done now? It's just, yeah. you know, people insisting that you say that you, they should come and like come and eat. No, I'm not going to say that. I don't want you, I don't want you to eat with me. Yeah. Do you get? So please leave me alone. Or Nigerians love, like, especially when there's maybe an argument or something. All of a sudden, you're him, but yeah, my sister, excuse me. From where? I'm actually, I actually don't know you. <laughs> Gee, yeah, but we're not related in any yeah. way. So it's just a, a very strange society. And yeah. we take, and the thing is, I'm just like, there's no way this lack of good morning can be what is doing you. Yeah. But it really is because yeah. we it's need, like, like, it's like we just said. Yeah, we need somewhere to express what is Whatever really Whatever frustration yeah. is actually disturbing yeah. us yeah. that we can't explain. But Melanie, thank you so much. Of thank course. you so much. <laughs> this was awesome. Please tell people where they can find. So it's Akoma Health um, on all socials. So A-K-O-M-A Health. Um, and we'll be sharing a lot of things. We are launching on Saturday this week, um, our new latest um, application and features. Um, I'm very excited about, you know, um, 
just seeing a new wave of a new generation being created of culturally conscious, emotionally conscious, all these types of things that I really believe can really actually be the fundamentals of what can change this country. Mm. Um, And I'm really excited about, you know, supporting people abroad also um, that are really dealing with the challenges of being Nigerian outside of Nigeria too. So um, yeah, please follow us. Um, You know, if you need therapy, we you can sign up with us as well. Um, sessions start from as low as 10,000 Naira, which um, I actually think is extremely well priced wow. given the amount of work that we've yeah. done to have high quality psychologists. Mm. Um, and so give us feedback. We love um, feedback and all of those things. So thank you guys for having me. It's funny how a W of our <laughs> nights can lead to a deep discussion where I'm crying. I haven't cried in a while. So that, yeah. that was uh, nice. Actually, I will <laughs> say that Jola and Bolu sent me flowers yesterday oh, and I, I wept for like two hours. Oh, I'm actually not joking. My brother has come and asked me that I, I hope <laughs> everything's okay. He was like, honestly, I hope nothing. I'm not Bolu, my brother. Like, no, not Bolu, that lunatic. <laughs> not my Fine brother. boy, Bolu. You know, he came, He left the house. I was crying. He came back and he was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what was really? And then the next thing he said was, oh, my, in this economy, see how many roses. <laughs> That's actually my thought when I see flowers. He was like, ah, are they making money? And I just thought, <laughs> and so I started laughing and I was like, how is that the point? Bolo he was them. like, he was like, honestly, this is a lot of things. That's a flower shop. Bolu picked them and he was like, I just want to tell you that FK is going to be, we're not all in a relationship. Yeah. The three of us are in yeah. a relationship Aww. because that bouquet is really That, nice. because that was a lot of flowers. I wish I saw yeah, it. Yeah, but been in such these a people are doing fraud. The first thing I thought so was, sad. these people are doing fraud. <laughs> no, that was, like before I looked at it, my first thought was, these guys are definitely, <laughs> are definitely into that. Yes, you see must be involved because uh, based on me, I'm sad. They're not laundering money. Do you get <laughs> using that's the flower? Love. That's love. Yeah. So that was the yeah. last time I, I wept and I think I'm done for like two months. Two months. Okay. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like sad FKs. I think I'm finished. It's not my yeah. vibe. It's yeah. not my vibe. But you know, life is just so like tough. Yeah. And yes. what I find is that when it rains, um, it problem pours. that has never come up. <laughs> It starts to like people that you get along with normally. All of a sudden, we're having. I'm like, why are we arguing? We never, we've never argued in our life. Yeah. I'm like, guy, why are we arguing? I'm like, what's going? And I'm just like, oh shit, everything is going. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Everything is going straight. All of a sudden, the AC in my room, and it's one of those brown ACs that don't spoil. Mm. The AC spoils, and I thought to myself, surely this is a sign from God <sighs> that everything is going wrong. <laughs> what next? No, yeah. What yeah. next is going to happen? I was like, why would my AC spoil? in this kind of weekend Gee, so yeah. you're just like what's going on it's, it's, it's exhausting and it's, it's it's really you know especially you know many of these things we mentioned before if you're not getting full sleep yeah. every, I feel I, you know those nights when you, you know when consistently you haven't slept for a while and then you feel it you feel like you're on the brink of something anything can just like throw Trigger, you yeah, off yeah. and I can only imagine like I don't you're know, like, I'm dealing with like heavy shit. Yeah. And then this shit is yeah. also coming into play. Yeah. Why? Actually, I, um, I'll tell you. So again, when I was in Dakar, we've talked of flooding. We've talked of all these things. They all happened to me on the same day. Like the, it rained in Dakar that day. I couldn't get, I stayed at work till late thinking that like the rain will slow down. Mm. You know, the, the um, taxis will start coming again. No taxi came. I had to walk 45 minutes in flooding. To go home on these dark streets. Never will you no feel like sorry for yourself. Like literally, you just be thinking, shoes off, is bloody me, oh, no. shoes off. And then um, I hadn't eaten. Silly me. My mom always tells me to eat when I leave the house in the morning. I didn't eat. I didn't eat when I left the house that day. 
And uh, I ordered food, you know, Jumia food, whatever it is. The food came at like hours later, like five plus hours later. And it was just a burger. The lettuce was brown. Oh. The the chicken was like, oh. it's like, and everything that day, I was just like, I, and I'm, I'm trying to build a business. You understand you're stressed. Like mm. there's things that happen. You need to be in a good place to be able to build what you want to build. You're managing people, all these kind of things. And that day was like, that day I don't even know where to begin with that Yeah, because you're just like, okay, so what you're trying to say to me is the whole world is conspiring to yeah. ruin my life. Yeah. And, and it's today that you want to do it. And you're like, fine, no problem. Yeah. No just problem. cry and sleep and try again. Yeah, that's you're exactly just like, okay, yeah, you cool. You cry and sleep and you're like, we'll try again. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm done. is a bust. Yeah. I, I told you that day, like, I think you messaged me on Saturday and it was seven and I was like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Just so I was like, what do I mean? I'm like, I'm as in I'm in my pajama. I'm sleeping <laughs> yeah. the rest of the evening because like I'm done with today. Maybe tomorrow yeah. we can, we can yeah, we can start again. But that's also um I know that um, you know, in terms of all these like trying new things, doing all these things, they take a certain level of motivation that honestly a lot of people with functioning depression don't have. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of going back to the root issue of Sleeping, eating, all these various things, exercising. Essentially, if you sometimes you need to address that route. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, again, where we're here to help. And I just want to make sure that, you know, my goal from being here today was also just to take away what sometimes feels like a lot of stigma around these mm. things. Yeah. And like, it's there's actually a lot, okay. Like I was talking to one of my friends, a guy, and he was saying that he told a girl recently that um, they met and they were getting along. And after a while, he just kind of was, Retreating and she was like, and he was like, let me not lie, with my mental state, am I ruining your life? Not ah, no, he was like, not on purpose, but like the level of instability that I'm functioning with in this like close quarters of me and you, it will come out. So like he was like, in life, I'm fine. But but like as we get closer, it will now be you that is like dealing with my stuff. And and obviously she hates him because she's like. That sounds like a, like a Nigerian boy excuse. But he was explaining to me that he was like, no, I'm serious. Like, I need help. <laughs> and I'm just, and I, I'm a functional, like, person. But I know this person and there are days where this person, I will be like, guy, what are you doing? It's like, I'm in a dark room. Mm. Like, have you been in your room in the dark the whole day? And he's like, yeah. And then mm. the next day we're out. And I'm like, I hope you realize that. So he was like, imagine you that be with or make sure that comes visit you. At 1 p.m., what are you up to? I've drawn up my curtains. <laughs> I'm in the dark. And she's like, um, I don't, I don't get, see the problem. She's like, I don't get it. And you're like, yep, this is what I do. Sometimes I'm in the dark. And I, I like that. All his curtains are pitch black. And he's like, I'm, I just, I'm in the dark. I mean, you know, yeah. the extreme. But. And so, like, there are things like that that I'm like, the dynamics of this functional depression that is going on, like, is, is like, it's through. Or a lot of people who work very hard. I'm yeah. like, I hope you know that this is not, this is not, as in, there's a level to which you are working that I'm like, guy, what is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, like, like is everything okay? She goes, everything really okay? Why, why are you like so gung-ho? Like, yeah. what's happening? The world is yeah. not ending. You know what's so interesting? That thing you mentioned about uh, the rela- potential relationship, I just see so much around uh, men, especially, who have become a lot more emotionally aware of themselves compared to their parents however it's like they don't know how to channel it because it's like the fact that they're even reflecting in this way actually shows that I think there's a goodness in you that can be appreciated by someone else but the fact that like you recognize this you now think you're almost unmarriageable or on all these things that actually make yourself 
more emotionally avail- unavailable, mm. more less emotionally available yeah. for someone else. Um, and I'm so curious how this whole thing will flow because, you know, as, as much as we said, Lagos is a crazy place. There's like so much when it comes to, obviously we know relationships and whatnot. And I'm so curious about what this, in, this enlightening will do for our generation yeah, when it comes I to think it'll be very these interesting. things. We'll find out now. In we'll find years, out. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. Hopefully they're positive and hopefully we're all in happier places. And, you know, FK is a billionaire and sharing the money yes, with all of us. I'm going to man- work you know, on manifesting your that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and hopefully it's billions in dollars and the Naira is my not. Yeah, anything yeah, the Naira wants even. to do, actually, the Naira <laughs> can do. Once I'm a billionaire in dollars, anything the Naira. In fact, all the Naira I'll buy it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Melanie, for coming. Is there anything that we need to tell these people to do? I don't think so. We won an award. Oh, oh we congrats. did. Thank you, we guys. We won a Pulse Award. So much. Yes. Pulse Influencer Award. I suppose. Thank you for voting. And, and we won. We won. And we're very excited and, and very happy. And that has made us happy. Yeah. All right, guys. Congrats. See you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>